0: All right, hello and welcome to another episode of, uh, well, me just feeling I need to put out some information. I don't know. It might be called the Overcoming Life Podcast. It might be called something different. I don't I don't even actually know. Because in this one particularly, I do podcasts on um, specifically Bible studies, uh, the scriptures, how to understand them, how to grow and know uh, God and how to know and grow it up into Christ, maturity. And I think that's very important. But I think... In the times that we're in right now, I think because of the unprecedented times that we're in right now, it feels like it is my duty. I feel like there's a a desire and a pressure in in my heart to want to put out some information that people may not understand or may not know for themselves. There is a lot of information out there that um, I think needs to just be kind of put together, trying to connect the pieces and try to connect the dots a little bit for us so that we can – have a clear understanding of what's going on in in our world and in our lives right now. Um, That being said, I think this episode particularly is going to be speaking on democracy. Now, I'm going to be straight with you guys. I am the type of person who I will research, I will go, I will study, I will do what I need to do. I'm not an expert. I'm not a political science major. I don't know um, everything about how to get a bill into the House of Representatives or into Congress or whatever, whatever it is. I... Don't know those songs very well with that guy who's rolled up into a paper and he's walking out. I'm just a bill. I don't know any of the School of, House, School of Rock songs. Know nothing of them. Um, and to be honest, I didn't do that very good in AP government. And the reason why is because it's not. it just was never very interesting to me. I never got to the point where I was like, oh, wow," well, um, or I never had people around me that were like, hey, here is the reason why you should be invested and you should look into uh, the political framework and the political system. Why? Because um, you being born in this in this amazing country, you being born in this place um, have to know that there are certain things that we are being told uh, that our reality is not lining up with what we're being told. And so when they say that they're going to protect us, our rights, when they say that um, the government is run by the people and for the people, when they say that all the policies are meant to to help us and to um, help the underprivileged and to basically help people to achieve the American dream. um, The only issue with that is, is that there is more poverty. um, There's more poverty than ever uh, in, in the world. That we have all these genetically modified foods, disease, cancer, violence. We have our prisons are filled up. Um, We have this insidious prison uh, school to prison pipeline. Um, You guys watched that movie, The Thirteenth Amendment. Uh, America specifically is the leader in having uh, people, particularly people of color, in the jail systems. Uh, and when we find out that these jail systems, these constructions, are just um, these industrial complexes that are being that are just used to create money, that's it. And when we find out that we are actually being used, it's a pretty painful thing to find out. It stinks, and nobody wants to believe that. Uh, the government, by and for the people, would use them, and I don't think that everybody in government is bad. And I don't, I don't think that government is wrong. But I think that if we do not have an understanding of what we're seeing, uh, this is not, this is not in line with how this nation, the principles that this nation was founded on. Now, some of you guys might criticize me and say, "Well, brother, uh, if you are, if you were a slave back then, then you, how can you?" say that the constitution were were great principles yeah no the application of the principles wasn't wasn't done properly right and some amendments had to be ratified some amendments had to be um, uh, done away with or changed or whatever but for the most part um, the pursuit that every person should have the pursuit of happiness um, that every person should have life liberty and the pursuit of happiness, this is the primary goal, that we should have the protection of our rights, that we should be able to own land, that we should be able to own uh, the things that we should be able to make money. We sh- we have to be able to do all these things. And so um, with that being said, I wanted to step on here and kind of just We're going to be talking just a little bit about democracy, guys. And I'm I'm actually pulling from a couple of different books here. The first book I'm pulling from is uh, Trump and the New World Order. Um, If you have a Kindle, uh, it's actually on Kindle. I think it's on Kindle Unlimited or so. A really good book. Um, And the only thing I would say is, you know, don't knock it till you try it. I know, you know, Trump and the New World Order, obviously it's defending the position of Trump being president and his rightful place to that, um, that he is a good guy. And I'm sorry if you have to hear that, that, you know, from someone of my skin color, I hope. I mean, the only reason I'm saying that is because that's how people react and that's how people that's how people think. They think, oh, well, you're black. You should you need to be voting for Joe Biden. Literally, Joe Biden himself said that if you don't vote for me, you're not black. And um that's uh, I mean, that's how people think, and so not that I want to play too much into that, but I do want to say that it is extremely, extremely important for us to um, uh, I'm 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 saying that I do believe um, not only just by nature of what I'm seeing throughout the media, uh, not only through my research, but also on a spiritual level, I believe that uh, Donald Trump is a good thing for this country for the time being, and I think if we even go into a, a spiritual aspect. Jesus himself said that there's nobody. If you're a believer, if you're read the Bible, if you or if you don't, um, but one of the greatest uh, prophets, teachers, um, whoever lived in this in this world said that no one receives authority unless it is given to him by God, and so um, every all authority and all power is is given to people for to serve a purpose, right? And if they uh, fail to do what is necessary to achieve that goal that is to protect the people first thing is um, the preservation of the human race um, and also for our growth guys our, our advancement so that we would evolve as a as a species and as a people um, to understand and know greater things um, unfortunately uh, there are certain people out there that do not want humanity to evolve they do not want humanity to grow, and um, they want to keep us enslaved. They want to keep us dumbed down. They want to keep us. Um, they want to keep us. They want to spread disinformation and misinformation to cause us to think uh, uh, and to, to think about life uh, different than it actually is. They and here's the idea, here's the thing, guys, is that that everything that you see is is just created from energy. And um, the thing is, is how you perceive the world to be, you will project that out into um, from your conscious state, right? So um, there are a lot of people who say they you know they have what is called they're in the social theory. By the way, I have my major in development sociology, so I'm not uh, totally uh, inept, but uh, development sociology with a minor in communications and religious studies. So I'm trying to use that degree to some degree during this podcast and during this conversation. And so, um, anyways, I, I I get off on these rants and then I I lose my, my train of thought. Well, we, I want to bring up democracy for a second because, uh, when we understand the, the difference between a democracy versus a republic, then we understand that, um, There is something to be saved here. Yes, we have democratic processes, uh, but the preservation should be the preservation of our of the republic. Okay, and I and I want to read both of these things to you guys. And again, I I don't know what side um, as far as like political affiliation I'm on. I'm I don't I wouldn't say I'm like an independent. I wouldn't say I'm a Republican. I wouldn't say I'm a Democrat. I wouldn't say I'm I don't, I, don't, I don't really know what I am. I haven't really studied the philosophy of each one enough. All I do is um, – because I. and to be honest, I really don't want to be labeled as, as, as anything. I want to be able to take truth for what it is, and I want to be able to allow myself to – I want to be able to think for myself. I don't want this party or this system or this structure, this creed to say, oh, this is how you have to think if you're going to be with us. Or I don't want to be controlled like that. And too many people are controlled like that where they have other people thinking for them and um, and saying, hey, we've thought this out for you. So all you have to do is just believe this. And we talked a little bit about this. in, in my my last podcast, it's it's um, Edward uh, Edward Bernays, which who is the father of, of modern propaganda has essentially he had came up with this this idea and this understanding um, that this this is what people do. They get credible, credible people um, to essentially think for you. And if, as long as, as long as the wall street journal, as long as the, uh, you know, whatever name, whatever newspaper or whatever journalism, um, that, that you think is credible, as long as this person is credible, um, then we will agree with them. But if they say something that, uh, if they say something, then we must have to accept it. Because they're a credible source. They're going to be a credible source. But we have to understand that even credible sources are, have their biases. Everyone has their own philosophical assumptions that, um, that are based upon uh, not just truth in an objective sense, but in, in more of a, a relative and subjective sense. And so um, anyway, so we got this book called President Trump and the New World Order. President Trump and the New World Order. Again, if, if you want to find it, it's, you can find it on Kindle. And uh, there's a specific part in here that I, I want to read about. The other book that we're going to be checking out is, uh, is this book called Tragedy and Hope. Tragedy and Hope by Joe Plummel. Um, and this is a guy who actually sold a successful internet-based um, business and basically uh, used proceeds to to write these books and really to expose uh, some of the the, the dangerous and evil things that are going on underground uh, against the American people and against really the world um, in general. So with that being said, uh, taking from these two books right now, I do have a whole list of other books, too, that I've been reading from. I can actually pull up that list right now. Um, <laughs> there is a lot uh, there's a lot of books that I've been reading through, um, but here I'm, I'll just I'm just gonna go ahead and list them off. There's one called The Tower of Basel, The Tower of Basel by Adam Labor. and it's on banking, on the banking system, uh, the corruption of the banking system, and many of us actually probably already know, like, oh man, this kind of sucks that I'm paying, you know, a percentage on top of the loan that I've taken out, and um, I think a lot of us have either you've taken out a loan or you've taken out a mortgage or you are you've done something. I don't like, and then you're like, dude, I'm, I'm getting totally screwed here. What the heck is going on? Um, I'm supposed to be getting help, but you realize that these people aren't actually trying to help you. You actually realize that they're, uh, they're, they're, the whole system is meant to keep us enslaved. And we'll talk about a little bit more about that at some point in time down the future. But hopefully this goes well enough that people enjoy it and, and kind of are vibing with me in this place. Uh, the second one is uh, President Trump of the New World Order, the one that we're going to be reading tonight. Um, it's on... Uh, uh banking and other things too we got uh the illuminati bloodlines got to know about the illuminati why because um these are the elite guys these are the global elite who essentially run the world by not only their capital but but obviously their power too and so you might tell me well it doesn't seem like they're the ones making decisions but um the reality is is that uh, they would rather possess the reality of uh power than than appearance of it so they want to be in the shadows guys they they would rather use people It, it makes so much sense that they would rather use somebody else so that they don't get in trouble so they have people that they pay they have people that they puppet um they have people who are who just follow their every word for what for whatever purpose that they want to accomplish which um i do not believe to be a good purpose um, some of these global elite, you might call them the network, the global elite, you can call them, um, uh, what else can people call it? You know, the deep state, they're all a part of it. They're the, um, black hats. Uh, you know, uh, we watch so many movies and we, we see so many twists and turns, um, in these agencies and, uh, like double agents. Um, we see there's always a bad guy. There's always a bad guy. And who do you guys think the bad guy is? You guys think it's uh, you know the obvious person who's who's it's never the obvious person. It's always the you know the always the ones. Uh, the best story is always when it's never the person that you expect that's the bad guy. You guys remember that? You guys remember Scream? Um, hello, Sydney. Uh, remember Scream? And it ends up being a, a part of their friend group that the killer ends up being a part of their friend group, and they were whole. The whole thing is this. Um, how would you say it? it's like this This narrative about scary movies and um, wanting to watch a scary movie and like the whole like tying it all together basically they're narrating what a scary movie should and l- should look like and the main characters and such um, within the movie which is a, a very obviously an interesting uh, take uh, anyways so uh, we got secret history secret history by johnny cerici we got eaters of children by johnny Sirici, romans of mass destruction by Johnny Cerici. Uh All of these books are uh, very interesting. And uh, Johnny, he always talks about how he gives uh, names, dates, and facts um, that you won't get anywhere else. And he does a really good job at it. Um, yeah, he everything for him leads back to Rome. So uh, if you are Roman Catholic and there's a lot of stuff you don't know about your history, then y- you, know, you might want to proceed with caution as you listen to him. Um, then we have Pedophile and Empire, Satan, Sodomy, and the Deep State, um, by Joachim Hagopian. This one, it will mess you up. That one will mess you up. And, um, there is also the Calm Before the Storm, which, uh, essentially is the Q Chronicles, talking about Q. Is Q a bad guy? Q a good guy? Has Q been infiltrated? Um, this guy would say, uh, probably not. He's definitely a Q component, but essentially, uh, Q, is a military, he claims to be a military insider uh, with military intelligence. Um, uh, some of the informants that we listen to actually um, uh, have actually spoken to Q. He actually is the person, the base is down in actually Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, uh, then we have The Great Awakening by David Hayes. We have Eyes Wide Open by uh, Fiona Barnett, which essentially chronicles her uh, her story as a um, a child sex slave um, uh, who has, man, it, it's just twisted, it's evil stuff, guys. Uh, a child sex slave. Um, I believe she was somewhere in Australia or, or something. And she calls out big names of people, presidents, um, really extremely famous preachers, um, who have, uh, who have sexually assaulted, raped, molested her, um, because, and she was actually a part of a, a bloodline of people who would, they would give birth in order to raise them up as, uh, break their minds down, uh, through MK Ultra, which is a mind control a process which splits the mind and creates two different, um, personalities and once you create these different personalities um these personalities these alternate personalities will do whatever they need to do um i believe they call uh girls who um will have sex with men i believe i believe you call them like butterflies or 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 something like that but there's all this language and there's all this there's all this stuff behind it guys this one that one's a tough one and I'm, i'm telling you she boom 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 Um, knocks it out knocks out of the park Uh, a nation betrayed Uh, there's a a book called bluebird Uh, there's another book called the unseen hand by ralph emerson there is a new another book called the new world order called by ralph emerson secret societies and subversive movements pawns in the game by william guy carr the jewish peril protocols of the learned elders of zion uh, the House of the Rothschilds: Tragedy, and Hope, One Hundred One, which is the book that I'm I'm reading about right here. Uh, crystallizing Public Opinion, which I have, which I have right here. You know, people are like, "Do your research." Hello, I'm doing my research. I, I, I have these books. I'm I'm freaking I'm freaking doing the work. You know, you do your research. You know, and and tell me to do my research. Um, a crowd, uh, a crowd. Uh, the Study of the Popular Mind, right here, by Gustave Le Bon. Bang. Um, we got it. Um, propaganda. Propaganda by Edward Bernays, the father of modern propaganda. Here we go. Bang. There it is. Um, the Corona, False Alarm, Facts and Figures. That book, uh, I, I have that book, too. It's on my iPhone. My, my this is my journal that I take uh, notes in. The Gulag Archipelago. Uh, and this one is uh, something I was I was reading with I was in a book club I'm actually with a, in a book club with a with a buddy of mine called uh, Thomas Gilman, and uh, we are reading about the the Gulag, you guys. Um, one of these 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 figures, basically, you know, uh, around like I want to say 1928 to 19 like 50 or 60 or something like that. They had uh, it just basically about com- communism and how they how stuff started to pop off and they started to take innocent people into these camps and um, it's just it's just crazy stuff guys um, so that being said we're going to get right into our um, our definition of doc- democracy um, not right into but you know I'm, I've been kind of building it up a little bit so in this book President Trump and the New World Order we find uh, uh, two definitions a, and so the U.S. War Department under the uh, Aegis of the then Chief of Staff of the United States Army issued a 150-page book uh, on November 30th in 1928 in which the differences between a democracy and a republic were very clearly defined. So we're going to find out what those are. A democracy is is a government of the masses. The authority is derived through mass meeting or any other form of direct expression. You guys see it's a government of the masses. It's authorities derived through mass meetings. So that means um, people coming together, deciding what they want to do. Um, what it does, it results in mob mobocracy. So, you know, a government says, hey, uh, or uh, people get together and say, hey, we want to take down this building because um, it looks too pretty or because the people in there look too good or they're too rich or whatever. Uh, then they rise up and they, they go and uh, do whatever the crowd wants to do. So the attitude towards the law is that the will of the majority shall regulate. Now, for those of you guys who have been following my, my series um, with regard to my podcast, The Overcoming Life, um, I talk a little bit about uh, this idea of the law of God. And that God has specific and certain laws that are set in place in order to um, honor and respect not only God, but also honor and respect and create and govern the relationship between man. Um, that you can't just take whatever you want to, you can't just do whatever you want to. That there are limitations and boundaries to your will, because if your will is free to do whatever you want to, and every and everyone else has the freedom to do whatever they want to, which means that they can kill, steal, kill, uh, steal, kill, um, rape, murder, destroy other people. Then um, you know you're not you're not really leaving yourself with with many people to trust out there, are you? So. That being said, the attitude towards the law, if your attitude towards the law is, is evil or if you have a lawless heart, that is to say you disregard the law or you say that the law has been done away with, then you have become lawless. Um, and the, there's actually a Greek word for that. It actually is anomia, anomia. And um, well, if you're lawless, then uh, it means that you don't respect, you have no respect for the law. And so, uh, that is why as Christians, um, if you have been taught the law has been done away with, uh, Jesus fulfilled the law and his first coming, Jesus has not fulfilled the law yet. The law is not fulfilled until his second coming. Um, and even after that, when he restores all things. So in Acts chapter 9, verse 21, sorry to get a little bit, you know, into the, the scriptures here right now for you. But I need to break this down for you so that if you're a Christian, if you're a believer in God, um, that you understand that you cannot have an, a lawless attitude and and um, expect that things are going to be okay toward, at the end. Uh, It's just not possible. You can't have a lawless attitude and say, oh, God, Jesus has did away with the law and there is no law and and everybody's okay and and no one is, you know, everyone's fine to do whatever they want to do. That's just not, it's just not possible, guys. There is a law. God has a law. He has a standard. He has a righteous uh, standard. He has righteous requirements um, that that we are to abide by and keep um, if we are to be followers of Jesus. The issue is that most people, deny that a law even exists for them so in denying that a law exists for them they say essentially that they can do whatever they want to and that's why you have all these people who are professing christianity who are the worst people to deal with they are the most judgmental they're the most hypocritical they're they're um the most uh they're the people you just don't want to hang out with They're, they're 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 the worst and The reason why that is is because the lawlessness that 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 lives inside of them—they have no regard for the law. And so, uh, speaking of democracy, we're going their attitude—the attitude towards the law in a democracy—is that the will of the majority shall regulate. So, if we say, if God says, "Well, hey, um, I don't think that you should be able to kill living children and babies and stuff like that," then um, and the mob gets together and they say, "Well, I don't know. I made a bad decision last night. Got had a few." Too many uh, margaritas, and you know, made a mistake with the guy, and and or made a mistake with the girl, and got her pregnant, or I got pregnant, and I don't know that life of a of a of a human child doesn't seem to to be as valuable to me right now. I got a career I want to keep. I don't want to, you know, and now all of a sudden, democracy rules, and the life of that child is gone because. Uh, the democracy, right? Uh, The majority shall regulate. So instead of saying, um, let's protect these people because God has given certain men unalienable rights, those rights have been taken away from that child, you see, by the regulation of of the mob, right? We have all voted. We decided that a child's life in the womb after a certain period of time uh, is no longer or is or is no longer um, a, a valid point of not killing them. it just it just oh it's so frustrating it's so frustrating oh my goodness okay well um so whether the attitude towards the law is that uh, the will of the majority shall regulate whether it be based upon del- deliberation or governed by passion passion prejudice impulse you guys seen any of this stuff recently both the right and the left are doing it Both of them are doing it. And there are obviously people who have infiltrated the right and left to make them even more right and left to make them extremists. And then they're like fighting each other, blame each other for, remember what you did in the summer? Well, you remember what you did last week? And uh, and then that's how they create polarizations, right? That's how they get you on one side to get you guys divided. Um, Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. So, so, so it's, it's, Governed by passion, prejudice, and impulse without restraint or regard to the consequences. We've been seeing a lot of that recently. It results in demagogism. I gotta actually look up this word. Demagogism. No dictionary definition found. Hold on. Hold on there, guy. Demagogism is, it comes from the Greek, um, is a, a political leader in a democracy who gains popularity by arousing the common common people against the elites, especially through oratory, uh, that whips up the passions of crowds, appealing to emotion by scapegoating, uh, out groups, exaggerating dangers to stoke fear. You guys, are, are we, am I missing something? Is this, does this literally not sound like, um, what is happening in our country today? I'm not going to say anyone particular, the left, uh, Anyone particular, but scapegoating out groups, um, especially the oratory whips of the passion of the crowd, appealing to appealing to emotion. Did you guys even? Did you guys hear um, the Republicans uh, on January 6th? The Republicans are giving breaking down all these facts. Here's all these things, but well, we don't see any elect, election evidence. They still have not shown us any electoral fraud. They still have not shown us any fraudulent evidence. Uh, Eighty. Uh, judges have not agreed with this. They have not they will because they are they filed it under the wrong articles first of all and second of all um, And i'm not going go to uh, so But then you have these democratic people well Abraham lincoln once stood up and said We have to fight for the freedoms of our people and these people are not fighting for it. it's like so absurd it's it just they were appealing to emotion and um, I'm not I'm not, I'm not gonna say being emotional isn't wrong, but uh, you know, when you are appealing to emotion for to cause some type of psychological to to um, manipulate people psychologically, then that's that's an issue. Uh, demagogue, lying for emotional effect or rhetoric or rhetoric that tends to drown out reasoned deliberation and encourage fanatical, popularity and I'm not saying like let me tell you this I'm just I'll be straight here there's some fanatics on both sides here there're fanatics on both sides but who is in control who is in control is the question you can find out who is in control and why and um what these people do not here I'll say this again you can find out who's in control by seeing mainstream media how are they looking at at other Situations. How is mainstream media looking at what is being seen with farce politics? How are they characterizing? What is their narrative? Why are they silencing certain people and keeping other people up? Why are they creating a double standard? I'm not saying that both sides don't do it, but um, why are the people in power creating double standards? And uh, uh, why are they why are they doing it? Why is the narrative different, right? Demagogues overturn established norms, established norms of political conduct or promise or threaten to do so. Okay, and um, I can see how people might on the on the left might say, "Okay, yeah, well, that makes sense because um, that's what Trump is doing. And um, the only thing I can say to that is as as the more as I I think we go into deep, the more deeper we go into this, the more that you're going to see that um, it's that Trump is not the issue. Uh, Trump is not the issue and um it's, i'm sorry if you totally hate trump for whatever reason you feel like i, mean, I don't know maybe he beat your child or something I, I don't know but um it is it's not what you think it is it just is not and i've never been a huge fan of, of politics on either side but the more research i've done the more um grounded i have become in my beliefs that this is um, that dude, uh, he's doing something good for, for our country. I'm not saying he's a hero. I'm not saying that he's a, uh, you know, a savior, you know, I'm not saying he's a messiah or anything like that, but I'm saying that dude is, he, I'm telling you, he has a good team of people around him. They know what they're doing. They're not going to fall for political, um, the, um, what is that word when you have to be, oh yeah, the political correctness of, of, of what's going on here. Um, I don't know. They, it's just, it's just so crazy guys. We can talk a little bit more about the liberal agenda, too, um, a little bit later. But, um, uh, yeah, it results in demagogism, a licensed agitation, discontent, and anarchy. Whereas, let us let us put that together with the republic. A republic is, is authority. Authority is derived through the election by the people of all. Office officials best fitted to represent them. The attitude towards the law is the, is the administration of justice in accord with fixed principles and established evidence with a strict regard to consequences. A greater number of citizens and extent of territory may be brought within its compass, avoids the dangerous extreme of either tyranny or mobocracy results in statesmanship, liberty, reason, justice, contentment, and progress. It is the standard form of, of government throughout the whole world. A republic is a form of government under a constitution which provides for the election of a legislative and executive body who, working together in a representative capacity, have all the power of appointment, all power of legislation, all power to raise revenue and appropriate expenditures, and are required to create a judiciary to pass upon the justice and legality of their government acts and to recognize certain inherent individual rights. Bang! So now that we've just gone over uh, those two things, I think we're pretty much about done here for the most part. Um, I mean, I thank you guys for watching, but I think what we're going to learn here and what I think we're going to find, um, and by the way, uh, just this was by order of the Secretary of War, C.P. Summerall, the Major General Chief of Staff, um, official, uh, Lutz Wall, Major General, the Adjutant General. Uh, so um, essentially what ended up happening is... Uh, they end up actually pulling this book demanded all copies of the book to be withdrawn from the government printing office and the army post and to be distressed uh, suppressed and destroyed without explanation ooh tell me there is there's not a conspiracy there so history has shown us that a democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government it's not possible It is not possible for democracy to uh, be able to exist. It only exists until the voters discover that they can vote themselves largest out of the public treasury. Uh, From that moment, guys, the majority always votes for the candidate that promises the most benefits from the public treasury, with the results that democracy always collapses over a loose fiscal policy and always to be followed by a dictatorship is always followed by a dictatorship. And, um... Why is that important, right? Because, well, if you can control the people, then you can control who is in power in the government or who has the appearance of power in government. And so with that being said, I think we're pretty much about that's pretty much about it. So blessings to you guys. uh, And we will see you on our next episode. Peace.